Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hope everybody's doing well today. I want to welcome everybody to the Unimpressed Podcast. And I want to welcome Allie Stone to the podcast today. And Ali Stone is a producer, singer, songwriter, DJ, uh, originally from Columbia. And I'm unimpressed that we haven't done any music together because we have a few artists in our camp that we work with and produce some sounds and so forth. So how are you doing today? Good. I'm, I'm happy to be here in the podcast with you and to be able to share with everybody, every of the listeners of Unimpressed. So yeah, it's a good day. And today is a pretty <laughs> day in LA. Well, it's funny you talk about being in L.A. and we were at dinner last night and there was a couple sitting beside us. And we just recently moved the studio from the New York City area to Charleston, South Carolina. This couple was sitting beside me and I started talking to them and their dinner came and I said, I don't want to bother you. Because, you know, I don't want to interrupt your dinner. And they're like, oh, talk to us. Talk to us. We we just got here. We're from L.A. You know, I can't believe there's people out having dinner, having fun. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. So they sat there while they ate their steak or whatever and, and talked to me pretty much the whole time they were eating. And they were telling me that L.A. has nothing going on. So they've been stuck in their apartment since last year. And tell me a little bit about that. And is that the same scenario for you over there in L.A.? And what part of L.A. are you in right now? Yeah, I'm actually super close to Santa Monica and um, located in, in yeah, West L.A. Yeah, honestly, I haven't been out that much like since the pandemic started. Also, mainly because I have my studio here in my house. So I got to work from home like since the pandemic started, basically. But yeah, I've been like very cautious into like if I have to go out or like maybe record um like for a session, like I'm always wearing like my mask and everything and my hand sanitizer because I haven't had COVID yet. So I want to keep it that way. But yeah, like even since the pandemic started, I, I started doing mostly Zoom sessions and like virtual sessions because it was like the easiest way to keep everybody like safe. And with technology, it's become like super accessible to do remote sessions of recording artists in any part of the world, basically. Doing music, especially virtual, do you feel like you have somewhat of a dilution of product based on not having any interaction with people? Yeah, like there's not the human in-person interaction where like in sessions you would, I don't know, grab coffee or like have a mini break and like talk about life. That, of course, it helps a lot, like in the creation of music, since it comes from such an emotional place. But I found a way to kind of like, I don't know, even like get to have like those talks, even in the Zoom session, just like to be able to know the artist. And um, I've noticed that like in Zoom sessions, I don't know if people are kind of like more focused because like nobody wants to spend like many hours on Zoom. So like songs are written out like super fast. And since everybody's kind of like in their own space, like there's no pauses since like people can go grab their food like in their home and like. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The stuff while being on the session, like nobody has to stop. So I've noticed that like sessions have gotten like quicker um, since the pandemic started, basically like on Zoom, like, yeah, songs happen super fast. And I'm also able to work on the production faster since I have basically like my studio here. So I get to record all of the instruments while the artist is recording the vocal, for example. So do you make all your own beats and and sounds and right there in your apartment? Yeah, I, I basically make all the production here. And uh, yeah, I'm also a, a multi-instrumentalist. So I think that's super useful to even get to kind of like make the production, the, the initial production of the demo to be even like fully produced um, because I get to record like all of the instruments, drums or bass, guitar, like to have like the full idea of like, this is how the song is supposed to sound. And uh, usually for my own project um, that I have, like with my electronic music, I also mix and master my songs here. So yeah, this is basically my creative space um, that where, where all the magic happens. <laughs> now, do you have, you have family members who are musicians or, or creatives? Uh, where does this passion of making music come from? Um, I feel like, this passion around music did start thanks to my my family. Uh, my mom actually played piano when she was young. And in my house back in Colombia, we have her piano, like her upright piano that she used when she was little. So there was always a piano in my place. And we also had um, a Spanish guitar, a classical guitar that a friend gave to my dad also like when he was young. So kind of like music was already there in, in my house. Colombia so it was very accessible like for me to start playing uh since a very young age and I actually began with classes like classical piano classes when I was four then guitar when I was seven it was kind of like already there and um in my family well as I told you my mom played piano my my mom's uh brothers my uncles all played also piano violin um guitar some of they sang and on my dad's side all of his sisters played piano too and yeah my my older sister also sings. My little sister was like into musical theater. So it was kind of like music was always in my family, even if it wasn't like the main career, because my, my parents are, well, my dad is a cardiologist. My mom was a psychologist. Um, my little sister started business. I even started business in university, but it was kind of like music was 
always there. And I started to embrace like this passion a lot. And I'm like very, very passionate about things I love. So that's how I actually ended up going into music production because I found this new hobby of like remixing songs and like rethinking the production of a song. And then this hobby began to become more serious and it turned out into my actual job right now. Um, so yeah, I think it was all about like that discipline and that perseverance that I always embrace around music that actually made me have music as my my career now. Now, before you came to the U.S. and, and got the influence of the U.S. tone and sound, do you think your sound was more worldly and then you came to the U.S. and it, it, it changed a little bit, but still having some of those worldly elements? Um, I think actually even before living in the U.S., my sound was already like more kind of like eclectic because since I was little, I remember I would listen to a lot of um, vinyls from ABBA that my mom loved ABBA. So I would listen to to ABBA, uh, to the Beatles. My dad has all the vinyl collection of the Beatles. Also like Rolling Stones, the Ramones, even um, Patsy Cline that my mom loved country music too. So I listened to a lot of music in English when I was little. And of course, mixing that with Colombian music, it gave me kind of like a wide variety of sounds uh, from a young age. And then uh, when I started like to study each instrument, for example, yeah, with piano, I went into classical. But then when I started guitar, I went to study blues and jazz and kind of like hard rock and I learned like all of the guitar solos from ACDC and like Guns N' Roses and everything. So I already had like this palette of colors of sounds basically. So then like when I began with the production, it was like a blessing that I had listened to so much music since little because I already had like this full landscape of like, okay, maybe I can choose this sound if I want to go in this direction or that way. Um, So arriving here in the US was like already like I came already like packed like with all of these sounds and like my career that I began since 2013. Um, But I do feel that being here in the US opened my world much more to hip hop and to R&B that back in Colombia, like that wasn't that big. Like maybe, yeah, even when, when I lived back, back in Colombia, like it was more about like top 40 music and like pop music. So I feel like being here in the US did gave me like that window into more of like hip hop and R&B production. Now, have you ever heard an artist called, uh, I think it's Danae, D-A-N-I-T. No, I haven't. You haven't heard that? I'm trying to think of one I've heard that kind of has has that worldly, like, feel-good sound. We're listening to it here. Um, What are some of the big artists in Colombia that have a very cultural sound just for that area that you would say? Um, I'd say, well, Shakira is, like, my my main kind of, like, uh, artist from Colombia that, that I'd say has, like, that mix of, like, world sound. Um, especially because she she uses a lot of her heritage from like the Lebanon. So like she uses like all of this music that sounds more Middle Eastern into her music because that's actually uh, a region in Colombia comes mainly like from Lebanese heritage. And, and I think many people don't know that like we have Arabic music in Colombia, basically. So um, I think that's super cool from Shakira. And she also has like a wide variety of like genres and, and styles. Um, also, Carlos Vives that does Vallenato. Vallenato is a folkloric um, 
Rhythm from Colombia, Toto Lamont Cocina, Dos Cumbia, uh, yeah, even Los Gaiteros de San Jacinto, they're from Los Llanos, which is another region from Colombia. Like I feel listening like to this different uh, artists that I've mentioned to you, they all have like this different styles that in the end make up the what like the Colombian identity is, which is like this mixture of yeah of varieties of sounds um so i feel like even listening to those artists uh yeah being back in colombia was also super useful to get to know like the different profiles that exist in colombia and that encompass the colombian sound basically where do you see music going coming out of this pandemic do you see a change in anything or any styles any sounds anything different coming up the pike that's uh interesting to you i've noticed is that like um yeah like even through the pandemic like there has been a lot of crossover of sounds and even like a lot of blending of genres where there's not a specific like division of this is only pop or this is only latin or this is yeah only reggaeton or this is only hip-hop like there's been like a lot of blending and kind of like yeah like there's not any fine line anymore between one sound and the other so i think like that's actually super cool and even seeing for example artists going to the like Spanish speaking market like Hispanic market for example Selena Gomez that released an EP fully on in Spanish I think that's super cool because in the end it's kind of like artists are embracing like these different sounds and different cultures and uh yeah blending to create more music that even sounds more eclectic in the end now what are, what are some of the big projects you're working on currently well i'm actually uh working on, on more music not only for other artists but also um for my own artist project uh that i'm doing mostly with collaborations uh with great artists like kat dahlia she's a very very cool artist from miami uh with uh for example artists like like uh, Gaby Moreno, that's also from Guatemala. She has a, a more alternative sound. And um, I'm also working on music that I've made for other artists. Uh, there's one called Nicole Fabre. She's a Peruvian artist uh, that's more in the R&B hip hop sound, uh, but in Spanish. So so I feel that's super cool because it's also kind of like a, a different Latin sounding uh, artist. And yeah, working on, on more projects too on the general market um there's a couple ones that are coming out uh next month that i can't mention yet publicly uh but i would will post about them as soon as, as they come out do you like performing better producing where do you get excited the most performing or producing um i think it's like a different kind of excitement that i get from each one because well in the production part i love that it's basically like that creative space where the song comes to reality where I transform all my ideas into something that I can actually listen to. So um, I, I think like that's the magic of production, like to be able to convey an emotional message that I have in my head into something people can listen and to be, to, to be able to blend all the sounds and even experiment on like um, recording weird stuff and sampling and, doing like uh, crazy layering and such to bring a song to life. So I really get excited about, about that. And on the performance side, I 
love to be able to perform my music and basically receive people's reaction with my music because it's kind of like the aftermath of like, okay, I created like this baby, basically my, my music. And now I get to play it in front of people and to see like people scream and like to even feel their energy like towards this creation. It, it's also like super rewarding. Um, so yeah, that's why I also love performing. Um, yeah, it's a shame that like with the pandemic, like, Both shows are over, basically. Yeah, they'll start again soon. Um, I've done a couple of, of shows on live stream. Uh, but yeah, like in that case, I feel it's not the same because there's no audience kind of like giving you that energy. So yeah, like comparing that, like I'd say production, like virtual production is much more like exciting than virtual uh, performance, basically. Gotcha. And I, I, gotta, I gotta ask you something with you growing up in Colombia. Are you and your family family, very spiritual people, because you're talking about energy and so forth. And a buddy of mine just went to Peru to go down there to do a ayahuasca ceremony. Is that uh, culturally known and talked about in the communities in Colombia? Yeah, I feel like, especially because of like the um, indigenous like communities that are still present, um, not only in Colombia, but yeah, like in Peru, in Mexico, in Ecuador, like we still have like that spirituality of like connecting like to our mother earth, basically. And uh, also like Latin American countries are like more like very religious. I feel so there's certainly like that stronger spirituality I feel that that people grow up with like it's part of the culture basically now you're in LA do you miss that that goodness that home cooking so <laughs> if you will yeah yeah I, I definitely miss that and kind of like that um that feeling of like uh like the the family bonds are very strong like in Latin America, like we are very familiar. So like even, for example, in Colombia, people don't move out of their parents' house until basically like they're older. I, I've seen here in the U.S. people move out of their house like when they're going to college. Uh, but I basically moved out of my parents' house when I moved to, a, to the U.S. But like when I went to college and university, like I was still at my parents' house. And yeah, like there's kind of like this union. And yeah, I'm like super... Uh, close to my sisters too and all of the family and yeah I, I do miss that especially because yeah Colombia is super far away from LA it's like eight hours by plane so it's not like I could say like oh I feel like visiting my family <laughs> this weekend because it's like yeah going like taking such a long trip and also like more expensive and, and everything uh, but I'm actually super excited that they're gonna come visit me in May so yeah I'm excited that I'm gonna be able to see them again after more than a year that I haven't seen them nice nice so how long have you been in LA I've been here in LA for like three years, like three years and a month, basically. Now, are you, you married, boyfriend, you kids? Yeah. <laughs> no, not married. I do have a boyfriend, but yeah, not married yet. And has that the relationship aspect of your life? Has that been difficult during the pandemic in LA? No, it, it's actually been great. And I'm, I'm glad to see that like, uh, like we passed the test of the pandemic, basically, because I did see people that either like the pandemic brought them closer or together or broke them apart. It was kind of like those two aspects happen. 
Uh, but I'm glad that with my my case, like it brought us together. So that was great. So y'all made it through. Y'all didn't kill each other then. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people really found out who they were with uh, yeah. during this whole thing, you know? Exactly. Especially like being um, closed in the same space or like, yeah, in, in a moment where there's so much uncertainty. Yeah, it was kind of like, True colors of people came out to like be visible. So, uh huh. Yeah, I think we we passed the test. <laughs> I'm reading on here. You worked with some some pretty big names. Who is the most impressive talent that you've worked with? I feel each artist has like their their star basically, and like their their thing that makes them shine. Um, in terms of songwriters, I feel working with Priscilla Renee. Um, who goes now by the artist name of Money Long. She's amazing. And when I got to write with her uh, for Mary J's Life, like I was just blown away of like her talent to come up with ideas, like writing ideas and melodies, like super fast. And she was also like so humble and so down to earth and so, so kind that I feel like that was like a, a beautiful experience of, of working with her in that. Um, and uh, in terms of artists, um, there's, I, I think like there's three top um, Latin artists that I've had the pleasure to work with um, that are Dana Paola, Cami, and this girl that I was mentioning, Nicole Faure, the, the Peruvian artist that have an amazing control of their vocals like like their it's their main instrument but i've been it, it's been like such a pleasure to work with them because if i do, tell them like to do this harmony or this other arrangement like they make it super quick and they're super on tune so it also makes my my job easier so like okay i don't have to tune this vocal that much or like they they get their ideas like super quick and they really know their instrument which is their voice so i think that's amazing like when when an artist really knows their craft because it it makes it like super pleasurable to work with them what made you post up in la compared to posting up in miami yeah i think it was mostly um like that la has like this kind of like variety of cultures like all around and kind of like alternative market that you get to make even like latin or like pop rock r&b hip-hop like kind of like all of the genres are mixing because yeah la has like a huge mix of cultures and nationalities of people from different places and i also make music for movies for video games for tv for sync basically so when i was like looking for like options of cities like to move into uh that's what basically la like struck me the most because it was like okay in la i get to basically do everything like not just one specific sound or one specific genre but actually yeah like any of like my different uh working spaces can can be like fruitful in in la and what is your what is your business strategy do you have a daily structure because you know, you know, music has changed over the years drastically on how it's distributed. And a lot of people are doing a lot of things themselves. Um, do you are you on social media yourself and do you have a plan every day and steps you go through every day to, to run your business? Um, I yeah, I do try to keep kind of like a schedule of um like my to-do list basically of like things that I have to get down in the day. Um, mainly with 
for example, the productions, um, if I have like pending demos or like sessions, I arrange everything so that I can basically make the most out of each day. Um, and I also have kind of like the mornings, I have them separate for, for example, emails and like kind of like that business side of like, okay, I have to like respond to these emails or like have registered all my songs and everything because I also want my, my own publishing. So like making sure like all that business side is like running well. And then usually on the afternoons, um, it's when I have the sessions or when I work on the productions. And, um, I also kind of like leave a, like an ample space, like in the afternoons for those sessions, because there are sessions that are super quick and short, but there's also other sessions that may take longer. And in the end, like you never know, like the final schedule of like, oh, this session is going to be like two hours long or this session is going to be five hours long where I have like that wiggle room of like not being like rushing sessions or like being stressed, like, oh, I got to finish this or that. Um, And I tried recently, like especially since the pandemic started, like to sleep earlier because before I would usually go to sleep like at 3 a.m. because of work, basically. Uh, and even like with my shows right, as DJ and everything, like super late. But now, um, yeah, that kind of like things have become a little bit quicker, even with the Zoom sessions that I mentioned. I'm trying to sleep before 12 or before, yeah, before 12, like at least around 11 p.m. It's like, okay, I, I try to go to bed. <laughs> nice. And and you handle your own publishing. Do you do that through TuneCore or one of these online uh, distributing mechanisms? Yeah, I, I have my own publishing with ASCAP actually with it which is like one of the PROs um here in the US so I'm as a writer and as a publisher on ASCAP and um I basically yeah register claim everything on the ASCAP portal like they have a portal where, where you can uh claim the royalties and for example if there was a performance or songs have been released on platforms and everything like you send a a claim, a report, basically. Um, so I do that uh, with them. And then with my music distribution, um, I do everything with Create Music Group. They're also based here in LA. And yeah, like all the YouTube monetization and everything, I do them with them. Okay, nice. What are things looking like for you the next three three months, kind of easing out of this pandemic? Hopefully things are going to open up more. What's your what's your goals the next couple months? Yeah, well, hopefully in the, in the next couple months, that yeah kind of like things are starting to open again and everything i'd love to be able to travel again to especially even like for for example certain sessions where they do like song camps or or yeah like sessions remotely like in miami or like in new york i'd love to be able like to just travel in peace and not be worried like like oh my god i'm gonna get covid or something um and yeah also like to be able to visit uh to latin america again to colombia mexico even yeah even if it's for sessions or hopefully for shows soon i'm hoping i I get to be able to play back again my my live shows again um in places hopefully soon and yeah of course accompanying all of that uh with more music that i'm gonna release in in my artist project Cool. Well, good luck with your project. And thank you. Um, if you're out here on the East Coast, uh, let me know. I'd like to come check out a show, a live show, and uh, see what it's all about. Have you got any any spots that you're thinking about touring or going to? 
Well, hopefully, um, like the usual spots that I would visit, like with my shows and everything would be, um, yeah, in the East Coast, I do like New York, Boston, and I hope, well, even Washington, D.C., like I hope I can be able to visit those places again, um, especially with festivals, uh, like, for example, DEDC that I played uh, a while back. Like all of the festivals organized by Insomniac are super cool. Of course, they're like in bigger spaces. So yeah, hopefully those can happen again. So I'm able to visit the East Coast again after such a long time. And yeah, also like visit more parts of the West Coast, even like, yeah, go back to Miami, to ultra events that I played like a, a few years ago too. So that, um, yeah, I'm able to move again into that uh, performance life yeah yeah that's what we're all looking for well is there anything else that we didn't talk about before we jump off here that you'd like to put out there um yeah no i think we we covered everything basically like um yeah about my music my career if yeah if you'd like to listen like to my music that i've released before well as an artist you find everything on platforms yes alice tone and there's also a couple of playlists of the songs I've produced by other people. Uh, for example, there's one in Apple Music called uh, Behind the Board. And yeah, with my name, where you can listen like to the stuff I've produced and Spotify too. And yeah, in title with the credits, it's super easy like to browse like songs produced or written by me. And yeah, I think... That's basically it. And if you ever want to send me music or like reach out to me, if you have a question about yeah production, mixing, like whatever it is, you can hit me up on Instagram. It's at it's Alison. I'm always checking my messages there. So uh-huh. if you want to talk, just hit me up there. Cool. And your your website is AliStoneMusic.com. Uh-huh. Um, you can go there and pretty much find everything. Uh, and uh it's Ali Stone and Ali. I want to thank you for being on the Unimpressed podcast. And I'm John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bang Productions. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.